Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Hello there and welcome to a special edition of Around the Hearn. Why is it special, you ask? Well, that's because it's the final uh, episode of the spring. State championships for baseball finishing up this weekend. Softball finished up last weekend. Unfortunately, the uh, Lincolnview ladies not able to bring, bring home the big gold trophy, but super proud of them. They fell 3-2 in the uh, state finals. Ashland Price was thrown out at the plate to end the game. They had a chance to win that one, and that's all you can ask. Uh, big guests on at tap this week, Kevin Flippo, the head coach of the Rushi Raiders, who, as I sit here in about eight hours in Akron, will be in the uh, state semifinals against Newark Catholic. And at New Bremen graduate in Baltimore Wallace, standout Luke Vonderhaar on to talk about his story about his grandpa and about how he hit a ton of home runs for a team that reached the uh, D3 College World Series. All of that on tap, but I would be remiss if I did not start this episode with a uh, piece of sad news. Tyler Mesher, who was a uh, 23-year-old young man who attended Bowling Green State University and uh, Marion Local High School, uh, passed away this past week. And I'm not going to pretend that uh, I knew him, but I, I got to see him during sports with football and basketball and uh, was so much fun during Marion Local's run to a state championship in uh, 2018. I loved watching him. The kid had an infectious smile. Uh, and just a personality to match. My wife and I would see him and his family when he would go to Ohio Northern to support his sister, who was playing for the Bears. And uh, it was just so cool. I, I just love being around the kid, being in the same orbit. You could tell everybody loved him, and uh, he was just that guy that everybody wanted to be around. He was drawn to everybody. And I found this as I was going through and looking for something to say about the young man. And it's uh, part of that state championship game, a double overtime win for the Flyers. And I remember talking to a lot of these kids and their head coach, Kurt Guttemiller, after the game, both on the floor and in the press conference and all that. And just the smile from ear to ear because Tyler hit two free throws to even the game and give his team a one-point lead in that state championship game. And this is what myself and Denny Sisko sounded like that day on at K94. 2.6 seconds to go. Master to the free throw line. Expect 21 for the basketball. Puts it up and... Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't go to church tomorrow. I didn't think there was any way that ball was going in. Wow. You better go to church tomorrow to thank the Lord for that one. <laughs> 51-51 here in double OC. Two points, six left. And how about this for the senior? I don't think you're getting a, a timeout at least before it. Yeah, I don't think so either. One of three players with double figures of Mesher with 17. And inspects the ball for White Nike. And you up and in. Yeah. One left. Two points. Oh. fans are on their feet and loving every minute of They are loud. So a team that had two free throws, even attempted going into overtime, has put four of the biggest free throws of their entire season on the board at double OT from two of their biggest players. And, and the other thing is the one free throw they missed, Nathan Bruns got the rebound and put it back in. This place is absolutely pandemonium. On the right side of the floor, if they're wearing blue and gold, they are jumping out of their seats. There are varying fans, as far as I can see, that they're not even using their seat. And what I love about it is uh, some of my favorite people, Marty Bannister's back behind me, and uh, he's doing these games for the OHSA Network. He's got his phone out. He's enjoying the atmosphere. And it's just, if you cannot... Love high school basketball for this. I, there, I, we can't be friends. Yeah, this, this is what it's all about. I'm so glad that we're able to do this game. 52-51, Marion Local with the basketball. They're reminding Cornerstone Christian they can run the length of the baseline. They're trying to tell the Marion Local kids this is the one time you need to chill to sit down on the bench. Very needs to know where Michael Boswell is going to be because he's going to get the basketball right now. He's at center court. 
And with 2.6 seconds, it'll be Jeremy Owens who will inbound the basketball, but not until the final countdown stops here in Columbus. Everybody with their cameras, the heavy video cameras across the way. My, the great Mike Hartsock, uh trying to say, yeah, we're tired of hearing this around. <laughs> he literally had this look of exasperation on his face. But, man, something, something's got to give here. Turn it back into a timeout festival. But hey, if you got them, take them. Yep. Nobody has any timeouts left. And everybody, I think, is on their feet. If you got a feet, you're not using them. Yes. This is not what is great about prep athletics. I don't know what to tell you. People say high school sports is boring. Not right now, it's not. Well, without the eyes going in the background, how can it be boring? <laughs> now they've changed. Michael Bothwell is going <laughs> to inbound the basketball, so nice move by Cornerstone. Interesting. Yeah. Runs will try to pick it up. you got to believe maybe to Ricky Adams. Or as quick as you could possibly get it right back to Boswell. He stepped over the line all right. It'll go that way. It'll be into the hands of Titus Wheeler from half court for the win. No! How about that, partner? The Marion Local Flyers are the Division Four state champions. 52 51 here in double overtime. And all of that with the uh, passing of Tyler Mesher, a uh, life gone too soon, I saw in the uh, notes for his obituary that he was going to uh, teach young kids at Spencerville. And uh, as a Spencerville graduate and somebody who was a part of that community, uh, there would not have been a better soul to uh, be in charge of those kids. Uh, <laughs> just uh, a tragedy and uh, my thoughts and prayers with his family and friends and uh, just uh, not a better soul can you find. All Ohio lists coming out for a baseball and softball in the last week. Division four, honorable mention, Atlanta Central Catholics, Connor Gephardt. Fort Loramie kicks off the uh, second team uh, honors with Derek Meyer. Lincoln Views, Carson Fox. Vince Hulse from New Bremen. Aiden Lichtensteiger from uh, Crestview. And Carter Ringwald from uh, Spencerville, all named the second team. St. Henry standout, Nolan Schmidt's first team. Caleb Neese, uh, PCL Player of the Year, also on the uh, first team list with Luke Krause from Antwerp. And at Lincoln Views, Landon Price will be the uh, D4 Player of the Year. Other uh, first-team honors, DJ Newman, the uh, three-sport athlete from Archbold, joined on the honorable mention list by his teammate in Creighton Kern. Defiance duo of Jaden Jerker and Jacob Howard, both on the first-team list, joined by their teammate Dick, uh, David Jimenez on second team. Evan Raider from uh, Riverdale, second team. Reese Dellinger from Coldwater. And Nicole Comiso, second team and first team, respectively. Defiance head coach Tom Held, the uh, coach of the year. Softball teams, all Ohio. First team honors in Division Two, going out to St. Mary's pitcher Carson McLothen. Eva Irons, second team for Elida. Second team for Shawnee is Kaylee Grant and Danny Ross. Chloe Dorn, second team. Tara Frischner, second team in Division Three. First team honors McKenna Hoing from Rushi. In Division 4, Kim Utendorf from a Grove Parkways, Madison Louth. Addie Inskeep, a freshman from Minster, second team. Kendall Bolenbacher of Lincoln View, a second team. Riley Hammonds from Rushi, all second team. And again, these are just the ones that I saw that were put up or that were sent to me. I, if I miss some, I apologize. This is all that I could find. These aren't always easy to do. Michaela Jackman from Lincoln View, Caitlin Slade from Wayne Trace, and Aubrey Baker from Fort Loramie. All honorable mention. WBL All-Sports Trophy went to uh, Shawnee this year. Eight and a half points better than Ottawa Glendorf. St. Mary's ends up finishing third with the uh, success of the Indians programs last year. State track, best that I could find. Again, I apologize if I missed something, but uh, it's just a one-man band of me trying to find these things here. Ottawa Glendorf Jr. Alexa Fortman celebrated not only her birthday last Saturday. Happy birthday to her but also won two state titles, one in the uh, 400 meters. And then with a state record time, she beat her own school record just 25 minutes later in the 800. OG girls, fifth in the 4 by 800 relay with Fortman, Maddie Hovist, Olivia Fenbert, and Rose Turnwald in that group. Discus in Division Two, Isabella Granger. Liberty Benton got second. Emma Hoffman from OG got third. The uh, sophomore, Amelia Lutz. 
from uh, Salina got fourth. Tatum Miller from Kenton got fifth. Minster's 4x800 relay team of Margaret Helmogarn, Cameo Cedarleaf, Cheney Cedarleaf, and Taylor Roth won the Division Three title, followed by Lorme and Coldwater in second and third, Kaleida and Bremen in seventh and ninth, respectively. Karis Willow, fifth in the high jump for Liberty Benton. Connor Douglas, the senior from Elida, finished eighth in the Division One pole vault as he cleared 14 feet. Fort Lorme's Jess Albers finished second in the shot put, the 800, and then third in the 400 in the seated division of those championships. And a young man that, well, he rewrote a lot of record books, not only the state, but Perry's record books and uh, anyone that you can pretty much find. Brady Yinkst of uh, Perry, two titles, one in the Division Three 1,600 meters, one in the uh, 3,200 meters. And he also broke the 3,200-meter record and won by eight seconds, which I'm not a track aficionado, but I'm told that's very good. I uh, talked to him, actually. He provided some interviews for the TV broadcast, and he's going to come on the show in the next couple of weeks and uh, school me about how good the Inks family is at everything. McCombs' Kevin Bailey finished second in the state long jump. Justin Richards from Anna was sixth. Devin Unruh from LCC finished in seventh. Claire Rathman of Fort Recovery finished a second behind the winner in her race. Aaliyah Johnson, the fifth individual champion and sixth overall state title winner with the boys' basketball team, Winning last year at Botkins, won the discus gold. New Knoxville's Avery Henschen finished fourth. Molly Winter from Marion Logal, D3 shot put champ, 43 feet. Whitley Rammel from Fort Recovery finished third. Lily Barhorst from Minster finished fifth. Wayne Trace, 4 by 400 state title. Winners over Coldwater and Minster in second and fourth, respectively. Rachel Stoller, uh, Kiera Bahena, Gracie Shepard, and Sydney Sin. The uh, members of that team, Sin, then not that much longer, picks up the 400-meter dash title in Division Three. Peyton Heitmeyer from Lipsick finished fourth. Coldwater's Tyler Schwederman, another good outing for him. Second straight 300-meter hurdles gold medal. Gold medal. It's late. I can't say words. Kellen Schlagbaum of Vaudeville finished fifth, just behind Joseph Slonsky of Minster and Ethan Bogart from Bluffton. The two other... All Ohio picks that I was looking for earlier on. Jaden Jerger from Defiance and Jacob Howard, also from Defiance, finishing first. So congratulations to all of those athletes for uh, what they did during the uh, spring. And good luck to them, all the seniors that are graduating. Coming up, we'll talk to uh, Kevin Flippo, the head coach at Rushi, and Luke Vonderhaar from Baldwin Wallace here on Around the Hearn. Spring has sprung, Eric McCracken. You bet it has. That's why we're doing some spring cleaning around here at Lee Kinsel's. What kind of spring cleaning, Eric? Oh, you know. Making sure the lot is tidy and, of course, full of new and pre-owned vehicles like Chevys, Buicks, and GMCs. Yeah, but don't you do that all year round? We try to, but it's been hard to get Danny the Dealmaker to stay outside in those sub-freezing temperatures. I get that. So I suppose it's also easier for the customers to look around on the lot when there's not sub-freezing temperatures. You got that right. Here at Lee Kinsel's, we want you to take your time when you're out looking for the vehicle of your dreams. Hey, where is Danny the Dealmaker right now anyway? Uh, he's back in the back, putting his shirt on. He got so excited about spring, he wore a tank top to work. And now nobody wants to see that. Whoa, you got that right. Lee Kinsel, GM Sales and Service in Van Wert. Call 866-LEE-KINSEL. Shop online at LeeKinsel.com or stop in at 650 West Urban Road. They'll leave their shirts on for you. For the uh, State Final Four this weekend at Talking Rushi Baseball with the head coach and Kevin Flippo. And Kevin, uh, two big wins last weekend. Uh, place you guys are obviously really familiar with at Princeton. Same venue uh, you fell last year, but two big good wins over really good teams this weekend. Yeah, we were uh, fortunate to come come out against the opponents we had. Southeastern, you know, don't know a whole lot about them, but they had, uh, they had some good quality pitching there, and we were able to battle through that and uh, uh, come out ahead. We had one big inning, and really that's all we needed. I was just in that, then, then Fort Laramie, I mean, that's, you know, our league rival, our biggest win, the team that we lost to last year. So that was that was the game we've been waiting for, and uh, that rematch. And, uh, yeah, that was as sweet as it gets to be come out on top after that. Well, and kind of an odd thing, because the way that the round robin in your uh, league works, you see Lorby twice in your first four games. 
but you haven't seen him in almost a month and a half. Uh, other than being able to uh, kind of watch what they did in the semis on Thursday, did you prepare differently for them? I mean, because it had been so long since you had played them last. No, we didn't prepare. I mean, we anything different. It was uh, we knew what we were going to get from that. I mean, with, with, regarding to the schedule, is just because of. Uh, uh, one game was rained out, and then we were scheduled our regularly scheduled game in the rescheduled. We're just like within I don't know less than a week of each other. So yeah, it was kind of odd to, to go so close to it. But uh, we were familiar enough. I mean, we play two and three times a year, uh, meeting up a lot in tournament over the past. So we're familiar, and so we just we kind of know what we're going to get. You get a seven to one win. Uh, they out hit you, but. <laughs> eight total errors in that game with just balls not playing right? Uh, how? I mean, eight errors seems like a lot. It was uh, – no, it was not the cleanest of games. I mean, we, we had our own mistakes early, but uh, we battled through that. And obviously, I think we had three double plays in that game. I mean, we, we did not get a leadoff batter out until the seventh inning. So they had to lead off man on the first six innings of the game. So, But we were managed to get – through that the three double plays were huge and uh we settled down and then uh we just started you know doing what we do is just try to keep the pressure on them and they had some tough plays and then they did you know kick a few balls but a lot there were some others it's just routine routine plays that are in between plays that they didn't quite make and 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 then we got the big inning and they were pressing and they tried to do a couple things to force a few things but it's just uncharacteristic of them obviously you know personally how good Xavier is but I was impressed with reading his box score he goes through those seven innings only throws 81 pitches gives up the one run but his command was so good I mean 61 strikes and 81 pitches 20 out of 28 first pitch strikes it just seemed like he was completely dialed in that is what we usually get out of him uh not overpowering, but he, he just has great command. Good curveball, can throw a changeup, and once that pitch is working, just not many high school kids can hit a changeup. They can't even see it. You don't see it very well. And honestly, against Southeastern, that kid threw a changeup and gave us fit. So it, was, it wasn't until the third, fourth, whatever, till our first time through the batting order then. We weren't, we weren't sniffing it, but then we just broke through there. So... But uh, back to uh, Friday for Xavier, it was he, he he was just himself. And yes, they they hunted a few fastballs. We made a few mistakes. They got hits early on, but he just stayed at it, consistent. And you know the, the off speed pitches kids usually reach for, roll over on, and that was what was getting the uh, the ground ball double plays. Jude has that big hit, that double that helps kind of open <laughs> you guys up. You got hits, uh, individual hits from a lot of different kids, but. At what point did in that four-run inning did that game sort of turn right there that you kind of said, okay, I feel pretty good about where we are the last five innings? I'm not sure. It, not <laughs> Four runs wasn't enough. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, you're never, never confident, never 100% sure. But somewhere in there, I, I, I can't answer that. But just knowing that we finally – had a big inning. I mean, we faced Midas for the third time, fourth, fifth time in the past couple of years. And last year, he shut us out a couple of times, and um, we uh, the we beat him at Rushi the first time, but we really only got one big hit. Braylon Kadanya had a bases loaded, two out triple. You take that game, that hit out of it, we we may not win. You know, we may not be league's champs. Second game, he he pretty much won. We got one run, and he shut us down. So I was never overconfident at any one point with him on the mound. But I just wanted to keep adding on, and that was our focus, that we weren't confident with the four runs. We got to add on. We got to add on. They're they're not going to give up. I think that you guys, uh, from an outsider, just looking at your pitching numbers, are a little bit different than a lot of teams because you essentially have – I don't want to say one through four, but one, one A, one B, one C, so to speak, that it's unusual to have four guys who have thrown 24 innings or more who all have more than 20 strikeouts. 
an ERA under 3.1, that's it's got to be, I, I would think, uh, a huge thing for you as a coach to know, all right, I don't just have one guy that we can go to. If he's in trouble, I've got three or four guys. No, and that's, that, that's the way we've been. Pitching and defense is, is what has gotten us. And, and in the past, I mean, this is the fifth year in a row we've uh, uh, been to regionals. You take out COVID, we, we've won five, uh, been in the regionals five consecutive years, six out of seven since I've been here. So it's just whether our teams have been good enough to hit kind of depends on how far we've gone. But uh, Grant Saunders, who's our, who's our number one, he didn't pitch the first half of the year, just trying to get healthy. So that just gave a lot of more innings to other guys. And that's why Xavier uh, Flippo became the one man for that time. And that gave Braylon Kadanier, Ross Fissinger, um, a bunch more innings. And obviously you see their numbers. They were uh, they were just as good as they got us through until Grant was ready to go. And once he got, we were 8-5 and five through 13 games. And then, which is which is fine. But after Grant became healthy and started pitching, our final seventeen games were fifteen and two. I mean, that's that's pretty good, as I understand it. <laughs> It'll get you a good. It'll get you go places. <laughs> well, it I would think takes a little bit of. I know a lot of coaches this time of year when you get to district regionals and state where uh, uh, they have a one and a two, and they constantly obsess over. <laughs> Do I throw the best guy in the semis because if we don't get to the finals, it doesn't matter, or vice Correct. versa? But I mean, you've like we were saying, you know, you've got pretty much a buffet of things you can do as options. That 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 helps out. I mean, you know, with other teams, it depends who your number two is. It depends on how good a hitting team you are, who you're facing. You, you know, if you know those things. Um, but yeah, I am with, with having Xavier there because because we discussed it we thought larmy would throw you could say backwards and then they they held off their number one for the finals but we were confident that let's let's just get there xavier can beat anybody he he really can we're just as common different different kinds of pitcher grant throws a lot harder um but xavier is a more complete pitcher that there there's no reason to just you know try to outthink things just go our best uh, pitcher we got that day. When you uh, get ready and you kind of look into the tournament, uh, you look at what you've got with Newark Catholic <clears throat> on a Thursday. Uh, they've got big hitters, uh, six of the so- six of the top eight hitters in their lineup, all hitting three sixty or more. But it's their power of what they've been able to showcase through the year. Uh, a lot of guys with one, two, three home runs. I mean, do you look at that any different, or do you assume that? your guys are just going to kind of go after them the way they have everybody else? I, my philosophy is, yes, I look at the numbers. I look at stats, and you know what? I see our stats, and you see some of these pitching numbers and guys striking out more than one an inning, and he's not a power pitcher. He, he, he's a finesse pitcher. But, you know, if you just look at the stats, you think he's throwing 85 mile an hour because he's only strikeouts. But stats, stats can skew things. But... So, so I'm not a huge stat guy. I just want to know who their best hitters are. Who, who's, you know, do they got big base stealing numbers? Are they going to run or whatnot? Because, you know, these are high school kids. I mean, you can put a scouting report together, but that kid's not going to, you know, you can say a kid can't hit a curveball. Well, if my kid can't throw a curveball, then it's, it's <laughs> pointless, you know. So let's just, we'll play to our strengths, do what we do well, and just, prepare ourselves for any uh, situation that might come up in the ballgame. That is kind of an important thing. I, you know, I never I never really thought about it that way, and that's something so simple. He can't hit a curveball. I mean, Who cares? My kid doesn't throw a curveball. Yeah, exactly. So, I he mean, what high, school kid, what, what high school kid can't hit a consistent curveball? If you watch it, if it's, it's you know, if you that that's the why thing. You see some of these struggle oh, this kid doesn't throw he just throws junk and we can't hit it well because he can, he can throw a curveball for a strike you'll go places because it's just it's just you don't practice it what do you practice in in, in practice you practice hitting off of a fastball on a machine and, and that's really all you get or just you know bp from short distance around a fastball because kids you know you don't consistently see that so that's and it just kind of portrays into the game uh, when you uh, you just kind of take a look, I don't know how closely you follow the rest of the state, but when you look at Division Four, 
the way that it's come down to uh, Tiffin Calvert and Lincoln View on the other side, you guys in Newark Catholic. Uh, does any of that surprise you? I mean, to is there anybody there that you you just kind of went, I knew they'd have to get on a good run, but here we are. Um, the only one, well, obviously Newark Catholic's the name that never surprises anybody. I don't follow them, but uh, I've, I've been – Every year I've been to state, we went through uh, Newark Catholic. I've been a part of Fort Laramie for 14 years. We won two state titles there. Both the wins were against Newark Catholic. 2017, we won Rushi, won the state, the state runner-up. We beat Newark Catholic in the regional final. So they're, they're always there. You look through at that. So that doesn't surprise me if their record says they're good or if it's what it is they play against a bunch of big schools in their conference so so their record is regardless they're always going to be there lincoln view i have followed i've seen them play a little bit i know they got the price kid and they got a heck of a number two as well so they those two schools doesn't surprise me no for tiffin calvert i i don't know much about it i know that has a, a name that i've heard in the past and and you know they got a program as well it kind of helps right now in Tiffin. I mean, they've got Columbia and Calvert playing in the Final Four. They're they're having a pretty mm-hmm. good weekend up there. Yes. Um, a little bit different. I, I want to ask you because I'm always fascinated with coaches about this. You go out and uh, you don't make a pitching change, but you have a conversation with your kid. Uh, Eric Fishpaw has famously told me, the head coach at Lincoln View, that he doesn't always go out and talk baseball. Sometimes he gives them a breathing exercise or tells really poor jokes. I mean. What what's your style when you go out there? My uh, no, I don't do that. Um, uh, I have heard that, and you know, kind of break the ice. But I'm more of a try and just break the momentum. You know, if there things aren't going well, just you know, just try to re- get back, take a breather. If it's been a long inning, if it's 90 degrees out, hey, just catch a breath here. Um, let's just take a moment to regroup, you know, and I just reassess things. We got runners, you know, second on third, you know, let's just not, let's just one runner less damage control, you know, or let's just focus on get the batter out. Then we get that batter out. Let's get the next batter out and, and just try to make it as simple as possible. You know, we're probably, if I'm going out to the mound, it's probably not a good situation, <laughs> you know, something's happening. So just try to simplify it. And uh, it's, you know, it, it's, you can throw strikes, you know, it's an easy game. So you just try to let these kids get, it's not that hard. We just got to, you know, throw strikes, let them do it. You got eight guys behind you to ready to help you out and that type of thing. So just try to simplify things and just get them just to refocus on, on, on the little things. Forget about the big picture that the bases are loaded or what the score is. It's just like, get the next batter out and we're good to go. Uh, when Xavier sees you coming, <laughs> does he just kind of turn and just go away? Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't need this. Just don't, don't come it's, out here. It's, it's not an issue. Not an issue at all. Um, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Obviously, uh, I asked this to a handful of teams, and their answer was winning. So obviously, other than winning, what what are you looking forward to this weekend? Other than winning, that's that's a great answer. Um, hey, it came from it, a sixteen year old girl. I I was impressed that that was her first thing. That's her go to. Yeah, yeah. She, she was coached up to tell how, how, how to do an interview. We, we, it's our goal is we, I always say there's two types of teams. Okay. Whether it's one of the a team, a school that's not used to the tradition of going to state, you know, is their goal is to get to state. They're excited about getting to state. Obviously everybody's excited about it, but are we going to be excited about getting to it? Are we going to, you know, go there for a reason to, to win two ball games? you know? So that's, that's kind of the mindset we're at. But other than that, it is. It's the experience. I mean, um, the bus ride home with with the uh, with the um, you know the fire trucks bringing us into town. You know, that's that's a moment kids will never forget. Going up there, I'm not familiar with this field, but you know, we played at Huntington in 2017, and I'm sure it's very comparable to New Ballpark in Akron. That just you know, the stage is just so much bigger. It's you know, you get on the field and just kind of look at it and. What I, what I usually say is unless you're getting paid to play this game, all right, this is the best field you'll ever play on, you know. So just kind of take in the moment. Um, hopefully we can get there early enough to walk around, look at everything, and then uh, 
but once we get on the field, once you know, get down on it, it's 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 a uh, game time. It's time to be focused and and go and go to work, as I say. I would think, but I'll ask you this anyways. Uh, town is just going to officially be closed on Thursday for about four or five <clears throat> hours, right? It, it, it'll be there'll be a few people there. No okay. entry, yeah, no exit it, through town. No, well, <laughs> there's not many people in town to begin with, <laughs> but uh, um. You know, it's, it's disappointing that it's three and a half hours away, you know, that it can't be in Columbus, you know, with, you know, more centrally located, more fan friendly. So that's, that's the biggest, you know, issues we have in our neck of the woods, you know, having to drive clear across state and all that. And that does hinder um, some of the people's plans, but there is a tremendous amount right now where uh, everybody's trying to find hotel rooms and go through all that and, and prepare for it, but it is there'll be a lot of people making the trip. It'll be like Indianapolis; everybody's just keeping it, even though their team's gone. <laughs> Correct. I'm like, wait a second, we only have 800 people; we don't need that many rooms. <laughs> yes. I mean, just in case, you could probably get by with like 30 or 40. Everybody's related; you could just sleep mm-hmm. on the floor. There's a lot of families going together, rooming together. That is correct. <laughs> well, and uh, here's uh, kind of another thing: is that wrap this up? I'm curious. Uh, you guys would play. You play Thursday morning. Would you? Correct. Are you planning? Uh, obviously, planning on that you win Thursday. Are you guys planning on staying the whole weekend, or do you go home, practice Friday, and come back? How does that work? That is the big question. <laughs> that was Ben. What are you doing? Do we do this? Do we that? We floated it back and forth, but we are staying. We're staying until we lose. We got it. We got to. We're three and a half hours away, so we are leaving Wednesday. Um, getting there, spending the night Wednesday night, and we are not coming home. Well, and honestly, we we have it's funny. Uh, we I have a kid, uh, Grant Saunders, is going to play at Walsh College, which is in Canton. I don't know, just not too far of a drive. It's not that far. And um, we have scheduled a workout, and I'm not getting ahead of myself. Um, with they reached out to their coach and and Newark Catholic is, coach knows him as well. So both their whoever wins our game is staying up there, and they're going to be practicing at Walsh on Friday Friday morning. We already have that you know scheduled out and and ready to go. The, some of those things you just got to plan ahead for because if you wait too long, you might miss that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, but we'll 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 stay. That we're going to stay up there. We're going to practice, get the kids up in the morning, and then you know there's. There's games to watch all day long, so we'll keep them occupied. Parents are a little concerned about staying that long, but it's part of the experience. It's it's if we come home, that's seven extra hours on a bus. Right. Nobody wants that. But if you come home with a giant gold trophy, no one will remember any of it. That'll that'll be worth <laughs> it. That's that that's correct. But, but I mean, that's the light at the end of the tunnel. Twenty miles between Walsh and Canal Park, so I mean, you'll be okay. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Well, awesome. I thank you so much for doing this, and I, I, I hope you guys have uh, all the luck in the world this weekend. Well, it's my pleasure. I, I thank you as well. I enjoyed it. We'll talk more about baseball and everything else coming up here in just a few. Tag Man Wirt on 118 is under new ownership. Tag now provides unique ladies' boutique clothing, along with a great men's selection of casual dress clothes and suits. If you need a suit for your big day or a tux rental for that special occasion, call Shada Mosier and her staff at 419-232-8247 and book an appointment today. Tag Van Wirt is also the largest Hey Dude supplier in and around the Van Wirt area, with more than 20 different styles in stock. Hours of operation are Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stop in suit at 102 276-OH-118 in Van Wert to check out this great new selection. Taking a bigger look at the high school game through the lens of the college game in New Bremen and Baltimore standout Luke Vonderhaar off a terrific season, hit 19 home runs uh, and led a team to the College World Series in Baltimore for just the second time. It's been a really good year for you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it has. Uh, you guys get uh, that opportunity. We were just talking before we started doing this. Obviously, it ended a little more uh, early than you guys would have liked in the College World Series. But, I, I mean, just getting to that point has got to be a heck of a dream for where you guys had been building to the last couple of years. Oh, for sure. I mean, it was uh, it was an incredible ride. And, you know, I, I, I think back to it and, 
you know, we were one of, we were one of 18 teams in the whole country that didn't win their conference that got an, an at-large bid to even be in a regional uh, in the postseason. So, you know, even when we when we went to New York to play play in the Brockport Regional, it's kind of like we got a we got a second chance at life, a second chance at the postseason. So, uh, you know, like our coach said, we were playing with house money from there, and uh, I think that mentality helped us helped us get to the World Series, helped us get to the championships, and uh, you know, it was just it was an incredible ride. Well, and it's so crazy the way that your season goes. I mean, you start there's snow outside when you guys go to Pennsylvania in mid February. Right, right. It's still basketball season. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you know, that's uh, base baseball, baseball in Cleveland. We talk about it all the time. It's like, uh, you know, you don't know if you're gonna get a day where you get to practice outside, or you know, we've had we had snow in May last year. I remember cleaning off snow off my car in May. So it's uh, you know, it's a mixed bag. But yeah, we start started we start with 38 degree games. Uh, in the middle of Indiana or Pennsylvania and, and end in Cedar Rapids. So it's quite quite the journey. Well, but it was a heck of a turnaround because you go to Anderson, Indiana, out in Westfield, which is pretty close to the middle of nowhere, and take a left. And then you go yeah. home for a week. All right, we'll deal with uh, the Berea weather, which can be its own thing. Uh, we're going to go to Florida for a week and, and play some games. And you guys put up quite a few runs. Was it just because it was warm, the ball was traveling well, or you kind of everybody was able to get theirs? Yeah, I, the warm weather warm weather definitely helps, you know, loosen, loosen the body up, get the body moving, maybe swing the bat a little harder. But, um, you know, the, the team is just clicking. I mean, our, our offense clicked all year, but uh, we really hit our stride in Florida and, uh, you know, ripped off ripped off six quality wins in Florida that ended up being a major difference in uh, getting a postseason bid. So it was you – know, that might be the most fun I've ever had playing baseball down there in Florida just – hanging with the team and showing up every day, not, not knowing who you're playing. You're like, man, where's this team from? I've never heard of them and just go beat them. And it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, I think Siwani probably filed a police report for the 23 to three beating you guys put on them. <laughs> yeah, man, those guys, they, uh, I saw it when it, when it finished up at the end of the year, they had the like top five strength of schedule in the entire country. So man, they played a gauntlet, but that was we had him that day, that's for sure. I, I know that uh, the OAC is uh, traditionally just a super tough conference, but something a little bit different, you guys get to go to Akron, and you go there and you beat Akron in seven innings with that being uh, you know, a D1, and, and people can say what they want about different things, but I mean that's a big win for a program on the rise to go in there and win by 15. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, my, my first year here, two years when, uh, when COVID canceled the season, we, uh, we played and beat Butler in Florida. Um, same kind of situation where, uh, just walked in and beat them. And it was, it was like that at Akron. We just, man, we just, we just swung it off the rip. I mean, 17 runs. Um, and, uh, Hey, we just took it to them. That's any given day. That's the great part about baseball, right? Anybody on any field, any day can show up and play. And then uh, I would be remiss. I mean, you guys play Marietta four times. They're ranked number one and number two in the entire country as that's going on. Uh, what's the what's the deal, the Rubik's Cube that they are for you guys? Uh, I mean, they're just they, they were a great team, incredible all year. I mean, their 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 lineup was uh, was stout. I mean, most guys hitting above three fifty. A lot of guys hitting above four hundred and. You know, we, we played them close twice in two of those games. Uh, and in the other two, I mean, they just they just ripped off one big inning. And I think uh, the teams that beat them in the, in the World Series, that's what they avoided. They avoided the one big inning where Marietta, you know, ripped off 10 straight hits or nine straight hits and, you know, either had a 10-running inning or a nine-running inning like they did against us. Um, so, that's I mean, that's what they were capable of, and that's what uh, the teams that beat them were able to limit. And – how nerve wracking was it? You talked about you guys had to wait for an at large where there's only eight of those of sitting and watching the draw and looking kind of score watching of, okay, this championship turned out this way or however it was of, are we going to be able to get one of those seeds? Right. Yeah. I mean, after we did, we really didn't know where we stood, you know, right after the conference tournament ended, we thought by getting to the, getting to the final and, 
in the conference championship. We thought that that would, that would be enough adding a couple extra wins in the tournament. Um, and as it fell, we were sitting pretty, we ended up sitting pretty good with the way some other tournaments shook out. Um, and actually adding, adding two more games against Marietta as well as one against Mount Union and one against Otterbein really helped our, uh, our strength to schedule, which propelled us up the list for a bit. Well, and then, of course, uh, early on, you get Eastern Connecticut State, who ends up winning the whole thing. You guys kind of, same thing, where it seemed like one or two bad plays, one inning sort of determines what they're able to do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they were they were a quality team. I mean, I think I think we had a pretty good offensive performance. You know, we had 11 hits, but we only we only cashed in three runs on those 11 hits. So, you know, that tells you, tells you they did a good job. Uh, limiting walks, limiting inches, and they didn't make any errors. So they free. And, uh, you know, we gave them a few free, free, free runners. And that's, you know, that's a difference in a game against, against a team like that. I know that you have a ton of teammates who uh, are world travelers just by looking at the roster, but you yourself have had a, a heck of a journey. I mean, just to get to Berea, I, I forgot about growing up in the South, ending up in New Bremen, you have uh, the time at Ohio State. How did you just decide? All right, you know what? It's still close enough to home. Berea is not that far. <laughs> yeah, it has, it has been. Uh, it has been quite quite the baseball journey playing playing at high school in Georgia, uh, playing in, playing at New Bremen, and then the fall at Ohio State, and then that summer I played for the uh, the Grand Lake Mariners in Salina, which which I'm doing again this summer. Excited to start that up soon. But really, I played for them, and at the end of the summer, I I knew I wanted to go somewhere where I, I felt I could contribute to a program and really be a part of a team. And uh, Coach Wells, the New Bremen New Bremen High School coach, knew Coach Harrison over here at BW, and, and I went on a visit and just just loved the program, loved those two coaches they got, and committed committed that week. Said it was a place for me. Well, sixty wins in two years, I feel like, is a pretty good start. Oh yeah, best decision I've ever made. Uh, how many times uh, when you get to come uh, back home, so to speak, meaning Northwest Ohio, uh, you guys play obviously at Ohio Northern every year, every other year. Uh, how much family is able to get out to those games? Oh, a, a good mean, amount. Not like my as far either. No, no. I mean, I got, I got my 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 parents are always making the trip. My grand grandparents make the trip when they can, but. That's that's one of the reasons I uh, I'm playing another summer, even closer to home to get a uh, have to have that ability to have family watch me play. So, quite the blessing. I saw. Uh, I'm glad that you talked about your family. Uh, Matt Florjanic did a terrific article on you that I laughed hysterically when I read it about a conversation with your grandpa and yourself about you hitting home runs. How did that go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your it was, grandpa uh, seems like yeah. a heck of a character. Oh, he is. He is, and he, uh, you know, he reminds he he reminds me about this conversation uh, every, whenever he gets the chance. But he just he just he he's always put, you know, he's always expected more out of me than I even expect out of myself. And before the season, he said, you know, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna hit 15 home runs. Don't say I'm crazy. And I was like, oh, you're crazy. Like you're crazy. The school record is 16 in a season. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and hey, it happened, and and uh, and he was right. He was he was actually wrong at 19, but um, you know he was he called it. So credit to him. Credit to him for seeing something maybe I even didn't. I mean that's just a heck of a thing. He's just yeah, you know, no big deal. You've hit a handful of home runs uh, in college and you know through high school, but man, I I, I think you're going to hit quite a few home runs and just shatter a school record this year. <laughs> right, right. Thanks, yep. Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. He he believes big. That's for sure. Uh, he's the guy who uh, told uh, Babe Ruth to hit the two home runs for the kid in the hospital, too. I think. Right. Yep. He was there. It's like hitting home runs is a hard thing. No, just go ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. <laughs> says uh, yeah, he always says even if the pitch is, even if the pitch is in the other batter's box, you can still go out there and hit it. There's never been, He's never seen a bad pitch on Yogi Berra. Unless you pull a Mr. Baseball and you step on the plate, and then you're out. 
Right, right. That's I mean, right. I that's yeah. it's so funny. Uh, I, I like I said, I read that to my wife and and I laughed about just kind of the way that that went. But uh, cool thing for you was is that you broke Pat Shannon's record. He was actually there when you did it, right? Um, yeah, he was there. He was there at our. So I, I broke it in the in the regionals and Brockport, and then he drove. He actually drove. I think three hours to our to our super regional game and at Endicott College in Massachusetts to uh, to say hi and to watch us play play the super regional game and yeah I mean it was incredible I didn't know he was going to be there and after the game I just got to shake his hand talk with him for a little bit and, and take a picture with him so you know that was that was super special um, shows you how much how much it means means how much BW baseball means to our alumni so it was it was awesome. At what point during the season did you start to think, though, that, I mean, you get into that groove of, okay, I've got a legitimate shot at, at what Grandpa's talking about? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's something that, like, you know, if, if you think about, then they, then you know, start to not hit any home runs, something like that. But I hit, I hit two at Heidelberg uh, in the same game, two three-run home runs uh, and a big win for us at Heidelberg. And it was, I think it was my second multi-home run game of the year. And I was like, you know, I just, the swing started to feel right. I was swinging the ball, swinging the bat really well. Um, and, you know, I, I felt like I could really make a shot at it. And then after the conference tournament, you know, I was like, well, looks like it's coming to an end. And then, hey, three, three home runs and three games at the regional um, was what it took. So it was just, just seeing the ball well and putting good swings on it, I guess. I know that uh, we talked a little bit about Grand Lake with their season getting started a couple of days ago with the exhibition games. They jump in actually tonight as we tape this uh, on Tuesday with Southern Ohio on the road. Uh, that's a heck of a schedule that they play. Uh, are you able? Are you playing the whole thing where you're trying to get as many games in, or are you just kind of what you can do? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna play as many as I can. You know, I'm. Uh... I'm I'm packing up to get home and uh uh you know having exit meetings with with BW this week getting that all finalized and then showing up ready to go so I'll uh maybe take a day or two and I I already told the coach I'll be I'll be with the team this weekend so yeah I'll play I'll play whatever needs to happen but you know I've, my body feels fine so how do how do those games feel for you as you're approaching them? I mean, is it different than college because you know, you want to get reps, you want to continue, you want to stay in baseball shape, or is it a little more of kind of an exhibition with how you look at it? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you know, just more of a, more of a sandlot type feel where you just go out and play the game. You know, you're not, you're not, uh, a lot of guys play a little bit more stress-free in the summers, I think. Um, just go out and play the kids game. And that's always been my, my reason for wanting to play summer ball is just just to go out there and play play for the love of the game and um, just have fun out there with it. But uh, I think that's the main difference. Well, one of my favorite games in this league is anytime that Lima plays Grand Lake. It's odd to me, though, that doesn't happen until mid-July. They don't play at all during the first half of the season, and then they play four times in four days. Yeah, right. That is, yeah. We'll see. That's gonna. I guess it. I guess it'll be a dog fight then. But um, that is a little strange. And usually, you know, by that point, you know, that's usually for first or second place in the league. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I would think by looking at it, I've heard a lot of things about a lot of the different places in the league. That's got to be one of those games that nobody has to explain. Hey, we have to be up for this. You go to Lima, and just that atmosphere. It's just something else. Yeah, yeah, it is. I know after in, in 2019, after my freshman year, uh, they had an incredible team, won the league. Um, it was the same thing. They uh, we played them close, but they were they were just good. And those games were those games were our, our I think our most packed of the season. I would say. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about New Bremen. Uh, the last handful of years, you've obviously seen from kind of both close and from afar what's been going on there with the athletic program. I mean, how over the moon are you for what those kids are doing? Oh, it's it's awesome to see. I mean, it's 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 incredible what the run that the football team made. Man, that was awesome to see, and um, the progress that 
that the basketball and baseball programs continue to make. It's, uh, I think it's, it's a testament to, to the work the kids put in and then the great coaches they got over there. Um, I think, I think they're still, and I think they're still on the rise. So, I, I think I still have goosebumps from the state championship game of basically them and Van Wert winning a state title from almost the exact same spot on the field in a three hour span. Oh, I know. I was, I was there too. And it was just, uh, Hey, I'll say it wasn't stressful. That was the best part, but uh, it was it was an awesome experience to see that success after after the some long years for the for the program since I've been here. Well, and that's what I was going to say because it kind of a little bit closer to when you got here. You know, they weren't that far removed from not even having football. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. When I got, I I, I didn't play. You know, I didn't I didn't play football, um, and you know. That was the that was the rumor is you know it's been not too long where we haven't even had a team, and so to see the state championship run that makes it even that more special. Well, I uh, I I'm excited obviously for what you have coming up. Uh, I know there's a lot of things to do up there in Berea. My wife is from not that far from there, and there's a lot of really good places to hang out. Oh yeah, great great town, great great spot to go to college. Um, looking forward, looking forward to my fifth year, looking forward to back for, for one last ride. Well, I wish you uh great luck this summer and in, uh, everything coming up. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Luke Vonderhaar. We'll talk some more here when we come back in, in just a few minutes. Since 1988, Klosterman Pizza Company at 1017 East Main Street in Van Wert has proudly served the Van Wert area. From pizza to subs to salads, breadsticks and wings, and even some cookies, Klosterman Pizza has your hunger cure. Order online at klostermanpizza.com or call in your order today at 419-238-9966. Be sure to get your order in on the way home from Rooting on the Lancers and get that signature sauce and high-quality mozzarella provolone cheese blend that makes Klosterman Pizza taste so good in your belly today. Open Monday through Thursday 4 to 9, Friday 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. Saturdays 4 to 10, Sunday 4 to 9. That's Klosterman Pizza, 1017 East Main Street in Van Wertz, 419-238-9966. Can't say enough good things about Klosterman Pizza. I haven't had yet planned to. As I was in uh, Middle Point last week and uh, had to hurry back. Didn't get time to go through Van Wert and get a pizza, but thanks to Kevin Price and all the nice folks in Van Wert in Middle Point and around Lincoln View who are helping out our coverage of high school baseball on WZOQ Radio throughout the course of the last couple of months. Just about 12 hours from now, they'll be in the middle of their ball game in Akron. You can hear that on WZOQ Radio. The early game at 10 o'clock if you're listening to this on the way to Akron with Newark Catholic and Rushi will be on K94 out of Salina if you can Get a chance to uh, tune in, hit me up on uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Let me know how you uh, think that it's going. But thank you so much for listening to this program and helping to uh, keep it alive. Thanks to Luke Vonderhaar and uh, to uh, Kevin Flippo as well as they talk about baseball. And we wrap up the season on Saturday. D4 finals at 10 a.m., either on K94 or on WZOQ Radio as well, but thanks for listening and thanks for supporting this all spring long Legion Baseball a lot during this summer run. You can hear it on WZOQ radio and a lot of things as we just sit just in front of two months from kicking off the fall season. I already can't believe it. Have a great night and an even better tomorrow. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.